Hi everyone, sorry about that. Something happened that has never happened to me before, which is my microphone and recording just shut off. So I um, already recorded 20 minutes. So I'm gonna post this as a two-parter. So sorry about that. If you're listening, you'll listen to the first part and then you will um, have to click on the second part. I, I really apologize. So in any event, what I was saying was the offspring came out. My sister-in-law is a giant fan. She went up to the front row. It was great. And so then after the offspring finished, they're like, okay, great. Like, party's over. But in a sweet way. In a way that I thought was really cute. And then we went into a car. We went home. And then we walked down San Fernando Boulevard, um, the street that we were staying on, we found a place to eat. I made a mistake by keeping my heels on. When we went to the barbecue, I was dressed like it was, you know, for a party. And then I'm like, oh, these shoes are, you know, they're pretty comfortable, they're a block heel. Not comfortable for walking over a mile in. So I ended up with like a couple of blisters and just some sore feet. So we went back to the hotel room, went to sleep, and then now we're on Sunday, which is the last day. So I had, in my head, I had planned that we were going to go back to Universal. Uh, instead, what we did was we called for a late checkout. And I'm going to tell you, a, I don't know if it's a secret about late checkout or a tip about a late checkout. Whenever I do a late checkout and I go out for a while and then I go out back to my room, the key never works. So I stopped at the front desk and I said, can you tell me if the key is working before I walk up to my room? She looks on the computer. She says, it absolutely will be working. You have late checkout. So I go up to the room and it doesn't work. And she said, if you uh, get up there, you know, just call us. So I call her and she's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it didn't work. So we go back into the hotel and um, the two girls go shopping for a little bit longer. And my sister-in-law and I just kind of relax. Like, we're so tired at this point. And not really napping, but just kind of laying down in the beds and taking off our shoes and, you know, kicking up our feet, chatting a little bit, reminiscing about the trip, just relaxing, like relaxing. And also the hotel room we had was, it had a little patio. It was funny when they gave us the room, the guy said, oh, you have this private patio. It really wasn't. It was the most public patio you've ever seen in your life. It was right next to the pool. So anyone coming or leaving the pool basically walked past our room. But it was an outdoor seating area where we could just go out and sit. And I get so stuffy in a hotel room. I feel like hotel rooms are always so hot and so warm. And I'm always like so hot at night. And in one of the nights, I woke up in the middle of the night and couldn't go back to sleep and actually went outside and read. And the weather was like so delightful. It was anywhere from the 60s to about 82. It's been... This week was, has been about 110, and we're still having 
it's humid on and off, but less humid, and just going back to that extreme heat. And we're at the end of August, and it this is par for the course for Arizona. Like, in a way, I'm used to it, but I'll tell you, this summer has felt really long. It's been a lot of rain, a lot of humidity, a lot of flies, a lot of mosquitoes because of the rain. And I'm just ready for it to be over. Like, if it if a cold front snapped tomorrow, I would be delighted. Okay, so then um, we went to the airport. We kind of went a little bit earlier because we just had nothing else that we could do. Um where, you know, it was probably like three hours till our flight, and what are you going to do, you know? So we went and ate at the airport. They had a Wolfgang Puck counter, and they had a Guy Fieri counter. So my sister-in-law and me, Scott Guy Fieri, we got Wolfgang Puck. It wasn't anything special. Like, I just got, like, a build-your-own salad. Which, to tell you the truth, was actually really delicious. It was a really good salad. And um, my daughter had a pizza. The others had burgers. And then we had some time to kill. And we were just kind of chatting, you know. And before we knew it, it was really time to get on the flight. So it wasn't bad. Usually when I'm at the airport, I'm, you know, tapping my foot. Like I said, for some reason, I was very relaxed on this trip. Just... Nice to be out of the office. Nice to be not at home with, like, all the chores that are always at home. And I knew what was waiting for me when I got home between work and and the house. But in the meantime, I was really enjoying it. So we got on the plane. We fly home. We had a little bit of a weird of a parking situation. My sister-in-law was parked at my niece's apartment, which is probably, like, 15 minutes away from the airport, so we took an Uber there, we get in my sister-in-law's car, looking forward to a straight shot home, highway is closed for construction. We had to take this crazy detour, and it took forever to get home, like over an hour to get home, when you're just tired, and you need to unpack, and you need to get ready for the next work day. So I get home, and because I cannot help myself, I start doing the laundry, I unpack every single thing in my bag, um, give gifts to my daughter for the baby because she was still up, and fall asleep instantly, and then get up the next morning at 5, and then I just start getting ready for the workday. It's Monday. And I go to the office, and I basically sit in my chair all day and do emails and phone calls. And I have the same thought that I did on every trip is, okay, I was gone for a day and a half, or weekday, you know, a day and a half, and I am doing all this work to get up. Like, it felt, it caught up. It felt like I was gone for years and years. Just, it felt forever. Like, I had just been completely completely out of the office for, I'm going to, I'm exaggerating if I say it's a month, but it really felt like I had been just letting everything pile up. Like I had so much work to look at. It's so much to do. 
so then the following week was just, you know, getting caught up and, and I was thinking about being overwhelmed. Um, and I'll tell you this about Monday too. So Monday I had the luxury and this is always great if you can do this. So my first day back in the office, I had nothing formally scheduled. So I didn't have a meeting on the calendar. I didn't have a phone call on the calendar. I didn't have a court hearing. And when that can happen, it makes my return to work infinitely better. If there's something where I have to be in court or a deposition first thing in the morning or have a day of meetings, it really makes it difficult. So I try really hard, and this is a tip, to have nothing on the calendar that day. It doesn't mean my heels are kicked up and I'm not doing anything. I'm working my butt off, but I'm getting ready for everything else for the week. So here I am a week later from that trip, and... I'm just thinking about being overwhelmed and the plan for it. So when you're thinking about being overwhelmed and what you have going on, there's really kind of two ways that you're overwhelmed. Is it a temporary situation or is it a long-term situation? So like a temporary situation for me can be having a trial where um, like I might have a jury trial for a week. And basically how that looks is I'm getting up about 5 in the morning, I'm getting ready for court, going to the trial, and then I am in court, or if there's a break, I'm just working on the trial, either talking to the judge, talking to my client, looking through paperwork, prepping questions, talking to opposing counsel, and most of the time when I have a trial, like I don't leave for lunch. I either call someone to bring me lunch or have my client bring me lunch or I'll eat peanut M&Ms out of the vending machine because I'm just too worked up to like sit down and have a meal. So that's like a temporary situation. But the long-term overwhelmed is really what I'm talking about where you just get up in the morning, you have a to-do list that is crazy, you have a stack of work that's crazy, like how do you get through it? So first of all, figure out what you need to do. And I use so many tools to do that. I have lists that are kind of like my day-to-day um, -day list. I have an electronic calendar, which I print off six months of it. I print off month pages, and not day pages. So it's just six pieces of paper, and I can see what the next six months look like. I used to do this with two or three months. But knowing what the next six months look like is really helpful to me. And then um, I'll have just a regular list. Like sometimes I'll keep on my phone. Sometimes I'll post it. Just whatever. If I need to have like a little list. Going. Sometimes I'll have a notebook in my bag. Just whatever I need. So figure out what you need to do. And just getting that organized is great. Also, for what you need to do, having time to get a little bit of exercise in. What I've been doing for exercise lately is just YouTube videos, going back and forth between workout videos that'll include some things, you know, like a little bit of equipment, like I'll need light uh, weights, like I'll have two 10-pound weights that I'll use, and I will um, maybe have some bands, 
a mat, an exercise mat. This is all in my room in front of the TV. I keep it set up there all the time. So I can just jump and do, sometimes it's 10 minutes, sometimes it's 30 minutes. And then I'll do some restorative yoga. For a while I was doing more flow yoga, but there's something going on with my hip for quite some time. And the restorative yoga is really, really helping me. And so that's part of what I try to get in for my daily routine always. And some days I don't. You know, some days it's skipped. But if I can do that before I get in the shower, that's my preference. Sometimes it is before I go to bed. But um, for me, I definitely function better in the morning. So I'd rather get that done. Okay. Also, figure out why you feel overwhelmed. Like, what's going on? And this part is, it, it's very similar to what I'm talking about, is where you have the calendar, your to-do list, figuring out what your tasks are, figuring out what your deadlines are. Figure out, too, when you're most productive. Without a doubt, it is morning time. So, I will bring home work, and sometimes I try to look at it at night, but really by the, the end of the evening, I'm just totally burned out. But I set my alarm in the morning, get up early, and look at it, and really have a fresh take on it. What else is overwhelming? So, for many years, why I was getting overwhelmed had to do with what I internally had going on, what I had going on with my work. And now, a lot of what I have going on, of why I'm overwhelmed, is the outside world. This COVID thing, I feel, is this ever going to go away? You know, that we're dealing with the Delta variant. Every day, there are news reports of just more and more people being sick. In Arizona, it just hit a million people who had COVID. There's 7 million people in Arizona, so that means one out of seven have had COVID. I can remember when all this first started, and you would look at the COVID cases, and it would be like five, and then it was ten. And as those numbers went up, I was getting so scared, but now, I mean, we're over a million, you know? So you have these outside influences that make you feel overwhelmed. And not only is there COVID, but for some reason... This month, you know, as the kids went back to school, kids have been sick so much. My daughter, who's in high school, missed um, the third day of school. I think she missed the sixth day of school by being sick. She tested negative for COVID. It wasn't COVID, but it was COVID-like, you know, cough, fever, that sort of stuff, stuffy nose. So there's just all these sicknesses going around. Both of my nephews... Grandson. <laughs> See, I can't even remember my grandma sometimes it's just because I've gotten so old and it happened so fast. Both of my grandsons have had respiratory stuff. Again, not COVID, but there's just all this other stuff in addition to COVID. So how can you not help, you know, feel overwhelmed? Uh, I, sometimes I just try to get away from the news. It just is too much. A big thing for me on helping not be overwhelmed was planning vacations. And as soon as I got the vaccine and the numbers were going down, we were, one day we had like 500 in Arizona, like in May. Like the numbers got really great. 
I think the last numbers I heard were 3,500 for COVID cases for the day. So when those numbers dropped, I started planning vacations. I thought a pass to Universal, I planned a trip to Hawaii, all sorts of stuff. And um, so that's usually what I do to not feel overwhelmed, although that's all sort of up in the air again. Like, are we going to have travel restrictions? I don't know. Everything's open right now, but I feel like every day is a new, new information. Next for me, um, and this is a big one, is just being in the outdoors. I don't know how many times I've said it on this podcast. A lot of times what I'll do is um, when the weather is good, I get up in the morning and I'll go outside. When I get home from work, I'll spend the hour before dusk outside. And I have this little courtyard area and I'll oftentimes have one or two of the my grandsons with me and they run around and I'll have maybe some work or maybe my laptop or maybe just a magazine but being outside really helps me there is no outside time right now it's so hot there's so many mosquitoes I took the boys for a walk yesterday so usually when I'm walking it's fine you know but this time when I was walking there are flies everywhere you know usually when I'm on the move bugs aren't bothering me but flies kept landing on the stroller, flying around my face. Like, I just was so sick of it. Like, so sick of it. Like, is this summer ever going to end? And it will, because we're at the end of August. And so that's about, like, one more month of just the, the non-good stuff. And then in the next few weeks, I should get my mornings and my evenings back of being able to be outside. And that makes a, a difference for me. Um, make sure you know what your deadlines are, like when, when you're arranging the tasks. So oftentimes I'll have a deadline that's far into the future, like for an appellate brief. Uh, I was just assigned a big appeal. And so I'm going to get a bunch of transcripts. I was counting up the transcripts this weekend. I think it's about 20. Some of them are very short. It'll take, you know, half an hour to review it and they won't be critical to the case. But a lot of them are long, like day-long trial transcripts. And so I will, when I have a project like that, I break it into bite-sized pieces where I will review things, um, where I will set aside time each day when I have a big project like that. Um, work, you know, work when you have to. And I really don't like to work on the weekends, but if I do, it's going to be working from my home and bringing work home. I don't really know what happened this weekend, but by about Thursday and Friday, I just had a ton of work that I needed to sit down with. And every time I tried to sit down at the office, between the phone and email, I couldn't get to it. So I brought it home Thursday and didn't get to it. And then I brought it home Friday. And unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately from like a leisure perspective, I um, worked about seven hours yesterday. Um, But from a work perspective, I really got stuff done. 
And I was able to do it in a way that it didn't feel like my whole Saturday was ruined. The day did go by really, really fast. I took the kids for a walk in the morning. Then I worked. And then um, I showered and we went out to lunch. We took a drive to Cape Creek. Went out to lunch. I came back home. I worked. I answered emails while I was watching the show. And worked till about 9 p.m. on and off. So it was a lot of work. I will tell you a statistic that I heard that made me feel not good, which was most people who have office-type jobs spend five hours per weekday, per weekday, that's 25 hours a week on email, and I can believe it. You know, I was working on, let me think about this, Wednesday and Thursday, I had a bunch of meetings both days. It was a combination of court hearings that I was doing from the office and meetings. And every time I would sit at my desk, there would be a bunch more emails. So I would go through them and kick them out. And then Friday morning, so I've worked on Thursday, Friday morning, I go to the office for more meetings and there's already a hundred emails by the morning. And I'm like, okay, I understand why people are spending five hours per day on email. Like it's non-stop with the email. And then I'll have it all cleaned up. I'll have it all cleaned up. I've gone through all the emails for the day. It's like 2 p.m. And I'll step into a meeting and I'll come back and there's 40 more emails. It just never ends. And the phone calls as well. Like tons of phone calls. So for the emails, I have a I was going to say a love-hate relationship with emails, but it might just be a hate-hate relationship. Um, here's the things that I love about emails. You can get court hearing, you can get court rulings very quickly. Um, you can forward information to a client with um, in a very quick manner. I never try to forward bad news to a client that way. I try to call a client for that. But if there's something like, hey, we have a hearing coming up, and it's you know not a big deal, it's a status conference in two weeks, here's the information, and I'll talk to you as it gets closer. Like You can communicate that information very quickly. Okay. And the last thing to do is just, when you're dealing with being overwhelmed, Try to have a plan. I have been, I hope I'm not overwhelming my staff, but I've been delegating work to them like crazy. I've been delegating work to them like crazy and keeping a bunch of the work for myself. There's been a lot of work lately, but if you can delegate it, delegate it. Or if you can delegate part of it, do it. On that big appeal that I'm working on, I had my legal assistant doing some of the file assembly for me and that was very helpful as I was starting to do the substantive review of the file. Have a hybrid work plan. So in the past we would just go to the office and we would work and then sometimes that leaves us there at 10 o'clock at night. I have a, a very hybrid way of working. I bring a lot of work home um, and I work in different places in my house. Sometimes I'll work at my desk in the kitchen. Sometimes I'll work in the, I have this little library office area. Sometimes I'll work there. Sometimes I'll just work in my bedroom. 
and um, sometimes I'll work outside. And mixing it up makes it more manageable. Like I said before, break up a big project. If you look at a big project like write an opening brief, it will feel like you will, how will you ever do that? Like how will you ever do that? Break it up. Step one, order the transcripts. Step two, do a review of the actual file, not the thing aside from the transcript. Take the transcripts, divide it up into bite-sized pieces. Oh, I have 20 transcripts to review. You're, you're going to feel super overwhelmed. I'm going to review three pre-trial transcripts today. I'm going to review um, day one of trial over the next three days. Like, you can break it up. Check if any deadlines can be extended. I, my whole law school, law school, my whole law career, I have tried not to extend deadlines. I really, really try. And, and to this day, I try. But sometimes you can, and everyone is okay with it. And I think that COVID has made that easier for me to um, extend those deadlines as needed. You know, I'm looking at a day coming up where I have three hearings in one day. Um, the Friday before I go to Hawaii. So three hearings, one of them is a trial, and the... I'm leaving for Hawaii on Sunday morning. It was a disaster for me that I got these three hearings. So what am I trying to do? I'm trying to push out the trial for a myriad of reasons. but And it may not, and there's nothing I can do about it, but it is definitely you know, something when you're looking at your calendar like that. Like, can I do this physically? Can I do it mentally? Can I professionally? Can I handle this? And sometimes things just have to be... Um, extended. Um, can you turn things down? I had someone who called me this week. It was Tuesday, I think I talked to the person. They had a hearing on Thursday. They're like, well, it's just a call-in hearing and, um, you know, that's it. But I looked at the big picture. Number one, I was extremely busy on Thursday. Two, I was coming back from a trip. Three, I know how these things work. Every time I take a hearing where it's supposed to be like one and done, it gets continued out. And the type of hearing it was, I knew that most likely if it was continued out, it would be continued to the next week. And I looked at that calendar and saw every day, like being in court or mediations and, and ones where I'm out of the office. And I thought, if this gets continued to next week, I'm not going to be able to do it, and I can't handle it. So I had to turn it down, and I felt bad. You know, there's people out there who need help, and, and, and I feel bad about that stuff, but I can't be a million places at once. All right, so that's it for some tips. I'm sorry, this ended up being a long podcast and actually kind of a two-parter. If you want to hear more of me, this week I'm on the Film Vault, I've been doing some segments on the film ball with Brian and Anderson. It's called Red Light, Green Light, and I pitch movies to them, and they red light or green light them, and it's been very, very fun for me, and I was on it this week, and I think about two weeks ago, one of my segments ran, and I'll have two segments coming up in the next month or so, and I will also be doing a top five list um, that one, I won't be on the show personally, but it will be my top five list. So look out for that as well. 
If you listen to the Adam Carolla show or would like to, if you go back to the episode from August 20th, in the first 10 10 minutes, they uh, mentioned me in a very, very sweet way that I have been very touched on and have been playing for family. You know, I'm going to save my reviews of some shows that I've been watching for the next couple of weeks because this is running long. But thank you for listening to my update on Universal Studios and tips for helping you be overwhelmed, (laughs) for helping you be overwhelmed, for helping you not be overwhelmed. See, you know, I have a nail appointment in 30 minutes, so now I'm getting overwhelmed. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes under Florence Lee Brunette, Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette, Facebook under my name and under my law office, and my website is brummerlaw.com. The podcast is also on Patreon with a special that you can take advantage of. I will talk back at you in two weeks. Have a great couple of weeks and try not to be overwhelmed.